It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello, welcome to the Panacea Concept. Today, uh, I want to share this high wire video, at least the audio, maybe you'll see the video. I know I can't post this on YouTube because they um, love propaganda and they don't want anyone to provide any science that contradicts their propaganda. So uh, let's go to this video, small little clip. It's on these mask whistleblowers. They're um, professional professionals from OSHA. Uh, if you have a, a workplace where you are required to wear a mask, or if you've worked for two, well, pretty much, I don't know, how many places uh, require like OSHA training? Is, is it every one of those? I've worked only in, mostly in um, maintenance and that required us to know a lot about uh, the safety part, the OSHA, um, what they had to say, uh, how to fit a mask, uh, what mask was good for what application. And it's, you know, it's not like I'm the only one with that information. So I, it's, it's boggles the mind how people just, you know, they, they're told that any face coverings will be fine. I, well, that's, that flies in the sense, that flies in the face of science and common sense because we know that a, a face covering is not fine, you know, for everyone. We, we know they have to be fitted. Uh, we know that it's the application. It's the right mask for the right application. And then, um, and, and yeah, they just tell you the opposite. So it's just it's really weird how many people have this cognitive dissonance or this cognitive, is it cognitive bias? Well, once once they agree with the mainstream narrative, then it becomes cognitive bias where they're just looking for any information to prove themselves right. And I've, I've been wrong. Um, and when I am wrong, I change my mind. That's called being an adult. That's called, you know, not being, um, not being, I'm not going to use any names, but anyway, um, so what happens is when, uh, so like I was on the other side of this issue, I thought, um, I never thought the mass thing, but I thought there was, you know, there's a real problem here. Uh, we should isolate. I shouldn't see my mom. That's what I thought. Then I looked up more and more and more, more information, went down those rabbit holes and, um, and yeah. Oh, and that's, you know, I just saw the uh, social distance, by the way, last tangent, um, before playing, uh, on Netflix and it's good, but it's also more propaganda. So if you haven't seen Social Dilemma yet, they actually, um, you know, provide good dialogue on, on a very relevant topic. And then what they do is towards the middle or end, they start to equate, um, flat earthers for, uh, people who question pharmaceutical products and that that particular pharmaceutical product cannot be questioned because that's ridiculous and those are conspiracy theories and whatever other terms that they threw out there and um and and it's funny uh I'll, maybe i'll do an episode separately on social dilemma and my thoughts on it because overall yeah they have some good ideas um but when it comes to uh truth and and questioning things, they don't have some good. They don't have good ideas. They they actually, 
uh, it's it's funny. It, like they say that uh, news promotes propaganda, but they also say that Facebook pr promotes propaganda. They say that um, the internet in general is great at producing or, or uh, promoting propaganda, but then they um, but then they say we need to decide what truth is, and then. Uh, what's weird to include in truth is not questioning a pharmaceutical product, and that's what that's what vaccines are. It's a pharmaceutical product. You need to question that. You need to make sure that this company has some liability and they have the right checks and balances. Otherwise, it's not called truth. That's called propaganda, and that's called um, you know uh, like fascism. That's that's letting a corporation become your government, which they already kind of are. Um, and then, uh, they, they brought up a lot of topics. Uh, what, you know, they, this is a classic disinformation tool is what they do is they bring up something that most people can agree on is ridiculous. Uh, then they bring other things into it. Uh, and, and just to see those techniques used was, um, was pretty slimy. Uh, but once again, I mean, you're getting your information from a documentary, from a movie, and I don't know if those—I don't—I doubt those people were actors. I think they—they they believe what they say, and and they seemed earnest. But um, but anyway, back to mask, the other propaganda that we're being told. Which, um, let's listen to mask experts. Maybe you remember this. We're very familiar with the whole mask conversation. It really hits kind of near and dear to both of our hearts, which is why we're paying very close attention to all of this and we are very concerned as environmental health and safety professionals. Let's talk about masks. All right, so what do we know about this virus to begin with? We know that this particular virus is incredibly, incredibly tiny. It is so tiny that it's, it's between 0.06 microns and 0.125 microns. So what that means when it comes to masks and the homemade cloth masks in particular is really the hot topic that we wanna address. Um, they do literally nothing to protect you from disease transmission. Okay, so everybody talks about mask up to protect your neighbors so you don't kill grandma, all that kind of thing. This is what you're hearing from people. Well, what you need to understand from a virology perspective is that that mask is not protecting anybody around you at all. So what we're trained to do in a work environment through federal regulations, through OSHA, is not what we're seeing at the hands of our governor. We just have this blanket mask mandate. And the issue with that is we're not following any other protocols. When you just tell someone to slap on a mask, you don't know any of their medical histories and you don't know the conditions in which they're wearing the mask and you don't understand what they may be doing. This is why we wanted to get together and talk about this because the whole mask usage, there are so many guidelines you must follow. And these homemade masks, while I totally understand the intent is to be kind and selfless and help others, they are actually dangerous. I am uh, honored to be joined right now by Tammy and Kristen. You guys. Uh... Yeah, so let me read because I think I skipped a part. So they're from the, uh, their, their background is in OSHA and um, Oh, I guess he'll go into the background a little bit more, but once uh, one of them served in the military and uh, has, you know, they have a lot of credentials when it comes to virology, masks, and, um, and, and training people. And this is pre-virus uh, mentality was, was if you wear a mask, you should see if you're able to wear a mask, use the right mask, um, use it for the right application, um, you know, that, that was, that was the, that was the norm. And now it's just, 
public safety, wear, wear it up. Everyone needs to wear it. And if you don't, you're killing people. Um, when you put out that video, when you decided to really start talking about masks, what, what made you, I mean, well, let me take it back a step. What does it mean to be an OSHA expert? Well, for me, um, I spent nine years on active duty working in bioenvironmental engineering. What we do is we act as liaisons with government agencies and workplaces to make sure that they are upholding um, OSHA law and environmental law because everyone has a, the right to a safe and healthful work environment. So we are credentialed in all the OSHA laws and the uh, hazard risk analysis involved, and we just make sure that companies are compliant. Now, when I think of masks and think about most of the studies that we've looked at here on the high wire are about, you know, medical professionals, doctors mm -hmm. wearing masks in very sterile environments. We've talked about really a mask in the ORs just to keep them from drooling into the cavern. Right. It's really not about virus and things like that. But who knows more about masks, the doctors wearing them or you actually go in mm -hmm. and train doctors how to wear them and fit them so is it, you know, where do you think that line is when people say, well, my doctor says, and they know more than Tammy Clark, what would you say to that? Right, yeah, so this, this has been one of our biggest issues because doctors specialize in medicine. OSHA professionals, PPE experts like Kristen and myself specialize in PPE and respirators. So our world basically revolves around taking a workplace and with doctors or nurses or surgeons that happens to be the medical systems or the surgical environment. And so we go in and we assess the, the risks and the hazard in that work environment and we determine what type of PPE or respirators they need to be wearing and why. And then we train them on how to properly don and doff their PPE, how to properly wear it. We have to do a medical evaluation to make sure they are fit enough to work in that PPE. Then we have to do um, fit tests and things like that. We don't explain all of this to the doctors and nurses. They don't need to know all the technicalities behind what we're doing. All they know is, I can work in a surgical mask all day and it's not really that big of a deal. They don't even understand the ASHRAE standards and the increased... To be, to, they're giving doctors uh, not enough credit. They should understand basically how a mask works, um, and they don't need to be trained on that. Uh, to I mean, it's it's common sense. You use a mask for the the purpose that it's made for, and not for uh, you know everything. Uh, ventilation and air cycle exchanges that go into the mechanical designs and the HVAC designs of that hospital environment. They have no idea for the most part, unless they're like an OCDOC, an occupational safety and health doctor, who is trained to also do some of this. But there's very few of those professionals compared to the overall, you know, healthcare worker environment. You actually have a private company, your own company, right? That, yes. that actually deals with PPE yes. and this is what you do. That's what I do. Yep. I okay. have been a uh, consultant for many, many years as an OSHA uh, credentialed professional and a court approved subject matter expert. Now, I'm not going to play the whole 30, 40 minutes um, interview, but uh, they let me just give you some highlights. Uh, so she, um, I don't know uh, whose name is which, but um, the one on the right, her, she has a company and she does consult and um, the one on the left served in the military. You heard that. Um, so what's really cool about this interview, and I, I suggest you you watch it or, or listen to it or however you want to do it, go to thehighwire.com and it's one of the latest videos, uh, depending on when you're watching it. It's called Mask Whistleblowers Tells, Tell All. Um, I'll try to do a link. Um, I think this uh, show deserves more attention. It's, it's honestly how the news should be because they actually provide citations for anything they bring up 
So he may say something like, um, like he may bring up a specific act that uh, that you know uh, lends to law, and they'll do a little graphic that shows what what um, law he's talking about and things like that. And they do that every time. So it's um, it's it's funny that and sad that this is called fake news when they're actually providing citations for you to go look up and do your own information, and they provide it throughout the whole thing. Uh, so what's really cool is these two people in Michigan, and, and um, there's another, uh, per, act, there's many activists in Michigan so far. I, I saw another video um, that I won't tell you about here, but um, they're they're going after their governor uh, in Michigan for doing this, for this governor doing the same thing that other governors are doing in these other states in, in the United States that is still unlawful everywhere. Um, but uh, so so it's really nice to see one state, you know, just go after these unlawful acts and these just crazy, uh, tyrannical, just ideas. I mean, it's, it's insane to think that we're, we're all so asleep that this can just happen. And, it, and I think it's by design. And I think we, in general, I mean, and me included, I, I'm at fault in, in sleeping for too long when it comes to government because we're, we're all so busy. We're all so busy with with our devices and uh, and our daily lives, that we don't actually take the time to to learn about the people who are governing our state and our counties, and because it's well, it is super boring, absolutely. But look at us, look at us now. Now these governors and mayors and and uh, you know senators and congressmen, they're all doing such an awful job because they know we're not. We're not their uh, their bosses. We're not because uh, they're, they're they can you can obviously tell they're taking their cues and orders from someone else when they when they don't follow and they throw out all science to the wind and uh, throw it all out the window uh, so that they um, they can just follow this narrative, this pre just whatever narrative. Like the, every like a lot of people, um, you know, Surgeon General Fauci. They, um, they all and doctors and all the all the mainstream community said, "Don't wear a mask. That's ridiculous. That doesn't do anything." And then, like a switch, someone someone hit a switch, and they all flipped and changed their mind at the same time. Don't you find that odd? I do. And then, what about those those uh, Black Lives Matter protests? They got organized extremely quick, um, and and that's that that's even you can compare it to the uh, the lockdown protests, which have a real. Uh, grassroots feel to it where people were, were like hey I'm going to starve I'm not going to be able to feed my family if you don't allow the place where I work or my business to open that's a real concern and um, and a more immediate concern honestly than racism because people live paycheck to paycheck the paycheck is more immediate concern than than um, getting potentially harassed by or killed by by police officers in a rare occasion where um, you're in that situation. I mean, it's a much less rare when you're talking about the everyday paycheck or every week paycheck or biweekly, however uh, most people get paid. And those lockdown protests were bad-mouthed. They were, um, I mean, ma mainstream-wise. I'm sure, I'm, I'm not sure how many people felt the same, but Anyway, um, and they they had a real grassroots feel to it. They took time and effort, and 
here in North Carolina, um, you know, started out big here, maybe a little bit sprinkling here. I mean, people get fatigued. I mean, it was, it was tough, but these other ones, if, um, like they would, there were, there was, it was massive. It was massive very quickly. And so I, I absolutely, I will, uh, say that is manipulation. I don't believe a lot of those people were there, um, just organically. I think, they were pushed into being there, just like uh, how um, they were actually saying in the, in the documentary, or I don't know if you can call it a documentary, in that movie, Social Dilemma, where they could they showed that Facebook can push people to do certain things, and that's honestly their business. Their business is to change behavior. And so if so many people have their behavior changed and they're uh, quote-unquote radicalized into a certain concept of thinking, uh, this needs to be solved now, everyone's doing it, uh, you know, let me go out and, and join this uh, Black Lives Matter uh, movement or protest, um, then that's what's going to happen. Uh, otherwise, if they want to suppress a movement, what do they do? They they can literally suppress and, and, and change the uh, what people see on Facebook and, and Instagram and all these things. They can literally suppress it. And that's what they, uh, they did openly. Anyway, they said that... Uh, you know, you know, false news. You're getting, you're getting fact checked and all this stuff over and over. Trying to do public shaming, which only came about recently. Uh, I mean, if you think about uh, every other time in history where there's been some huge uh, incidents, uh, at least in again, like now I'm questioning everything, like shootings and, and things like that. Were they real or were they, um, you know, mainstream fabricating something and then? Uh, telling everyone to go along with it. I'll never know. Uh, I mean, potentially it's a com it could be a combination of both where it's real and it also hi hijacked it to um, influence people as well. But but anyway, so so yeah, I mean, I could, sh I could see as I, I joined the um, Reopen NC uh, Facebook group and I could see the fatigue in the, in the people leading, the, I mean, the money they spent trying to, to lead it and... Um, and trying to get it all organized, that is exhausting. And to have, and it's a real problem. I mean, it's, again, people losing their their livelihoods, their ability to, to afford food, water, and shelter. And I think that point is missed way too much, so I'm going to bring it up every time. Um, and, and, you know, it still ran out of steam. But, you know, all throughout the country and the same day or two or, or three that so many rallies can take place that's super organized and not at all organic. Uh, so, I mean, you can, you can say whatever you want, but it doesn't sound right. And, um, and yeah, so that, that's a huge tangent, but still uh, a similar subject because we're all talking about uh, propaganda. But uh, let me uh, so that yeah, so they were able to. That's my original point. They were able to actually repeal a law in Michigan that gave their governor the power to, even though the 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 original law, I believe they said it was like, 1945, or 1895. I forget the number what law that was, but um, you know, it doesn't matter. They were able to repeal it. So basically, they the governor used a a anti riot law to say I, uh, I as governor because of this emergency can tell anyone to to do anything um, and no one has to uh, vote on it no one has to do any legislature or anything like that um, so 
so when they when they figured it out, they're actually able to repeal the law. So I hope this uh, I hope there's like some kind of way around it um, in every state. And hello, Kaya. Um, that's my doggy uh, whining because mommy's not out yet. Um, yes, she'll be out in twenty or thirty minutes. All right. So anyway, uh, so that that's like the big takeaway here that I want to show uh, people is that they fought their governor um, lawfully and uh, organized, you know, they got a petition of over half a million people and, uh, and got the law repealed and they, um, and yeah, so it was like, the, it was, it was a state that got together and, and, and they fought and they won. So, I mean, the, what we're constantly fed this narrative that we're weak and, and that we, we're not going to be able to overturn or, or, um, or be able to stop the government from doing things, but that's a lie. It's the, they're scared of us for a reason. They're trying to convince us that we're not powerful for a reason. So, um, and then they're also trying to convince us that if we breathe, that um, our breath is going to kill someone. And uh, someone uh, made, made a good point where they said, how many years did you wonder how many people you killed for spreading the flu? or any other contagious thing. Um, and that was a great point. And I'm going to guess everyone has thought and, and said the same thing, zero, none of the years. But when it comes to this virus, they use all these forms of manipulation, um, uh, just like blaming your breath on, um, on spreading a virus, which is not, not even true. They, even mainstream sources say that the virus doesn't, I mean, from their logic, doesn't spread uh, through breath, it spreads through contact, and then touching your mouth and nose. Then why are we why are we wearing masks if that's the if that's the case? It, all you have to do is not touch your face, and uh, and wash your hands by their by their standards. So um, yeah, when I heard that in mainstream sources, they they then don't point out um, they don't then don't point out that fact. And the other thing too, uh, thankfully, is um, that. They, they make such a huge argument for uh, COVID nineteen and as being this this killer, right? And if you're in in a in a at risk categories, then you're definitely going to die. But even in in another clip that I don't have here, but Sanjay Gupta actually said uh, when they were talking about the president be, uh, getting positive uh, test, which is um, you know a false test anyway. But um, the they said that uh, even though he's in a high-risk category, uh, he's at that age, he's um, obese. They kept calling him obese, and um, which he does look definitely overweight. Anyway, um, so he, they said that he, he's like, even though he's in the high-risk category, I want to keep it my, everyone in mind that um, he has a 95-plus chance of survival or greater. And I was like, wait, no one even... Uh, like he he said that on mainstream news, but no one hangs on to it. And I believe it's because of the way the conversation keeps getting focused. When they focus the conversation, um, even though like all these little nuggets go through on mainstream media, what happens is they don't focus on it. If they don't focus on it, then most people's attention will be turned to the things they keep repeating over and over again, which is another manipulative tactic. Uh, let me see if I can find one more clip that was uh, pretty cool. And oh, and then there's even, it's not going to be on this clip, but really, really uh, interesting 
uh, guest, I believe, on the same episode, um, the Orthodox Jewish community in New York and in other areas, they have reason to believe they're being targeted twice in this in one year, a span of one year. So they were blamed for measles, and now um, they're blamed for spreading the virus, the coronavirus, um, recently. And there, uh, there, there's even more talks of of um, quarantining, quarantining them specifically because they're spreading it. So it does ring uh, a little too close to to Nazi times and um yeah and honestly nazis weren't too long ago so um we always have to watch out for that it's only been what uh, a generation or two and um and if they just change the narrative to we need to quarantine these people for safety and that's my my uh, rambunctious cat. Anyway, uh, we need to quarantine these people for safety and for spreading the virus. From um, that's only a small step, and especially if it's a lie, it's not much of a step away from quarantine people, uh, Jewish people, because of their being them being Jewish. So it's not really much of a difference if you keep saying. Uh, the word safety, which I, ca I came from a company that used that term safety in a very um, disgusting way over and over again. And that's, that's Disney, by the way. That's the company I came from uh, before I became an integrative health practitioner. Um, is They use the term safety for anything, to justify anything, uh, to fire certain people. They, all they do is they just twist the logic into reframe the logic to mean whatever they want and then and justify whatever they want, and then that's how they get away with it. Uh, and so that's the danger. That's one of the many dangers that people should look out for is how are people framing things. And then, yeah, let me, let me, let me try to find another clip here. I was in the university setting teaching for a while, but I was just... Right? right? It is incredibly dangerous and unsafe and unhealthy, and that's when I started speaking up, and that's how Kristen and I met. Well, also, um, within my career field, I used to work in hospitals, and I've sat on numerous infectious disease boards. And what I did is I sat and educated nurses, doctors, surgeons on how to deal with flu outbreaks, the SARS outbreak. So I knew, yes, there's something called the hierarchy of safety and controls. We have the engineering standards, there's work practices that you change. PPE is a last resort. But when you're dealing with infectious disease patients, these are not the masks that you wear. Even N95s are not fully rated to protect against a virus. These micron sizes, again, they're not rated by the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. They did, they're not approved for this use. So not only is this a bad idea, I, there's numerous studies for years based... All right, sorry. I had to take a brief pause and stop a catastrophe. That was my... That's my comeback line. Um, it was cat-related, so it was a pun. You're welcome. And uh, continue on with this. Even N95s are not fully rated to protect against a virus. These micron sizes, again, they're not rated by the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. They did, they're not approved for this use, so not only is this a bad idea, I, there's numerous studies for years based off of the flu outbreaks across the world several years ago that not only do these ear loop masks and cloth masks not work, they're increasing the spread through fomite pr transmission, which is a form of cross-contamination. You're touching your face. No one is trained on when you're supposed to change these out. No one is trained that when they're soiled or you're working in a humid environment. 
these things increase the spread. You re-inhale your exhausted gaseous waste, and you can increase your viral load. So if you are ill, not only can you continue to spread it, because you're not understanding the hand hygiene aspect of that, but you will be sicker longer. Speaking of inhaling your own gases, <laughs> I actually did a video with my son, Ever. For anyone uh, that might have missed it, um, I got... All great points, very passionate. Let's uh, continue and see if there's any more clips just for a couple more minutes, and then I'll uh, wrap up the show. And um, honestly, I'm thinking, let me know how you feel in the comments, but I'm thinking of doing like a, a news type, uh, at least one or two days a week of um, kind of like the Daily Show, which is a show I grew up on until I realized I was actually watching propaganda, which wasn't that long ago again. Now, I used to enjoy the same things like most people. I used to enjoy bread. I used to enjoy uh, dairy products. Uh, I used to enjoy um, Netflix. I used to enjoy entertainment. Um, but now I don't. Uh, not as much anymore. Um, and, and that's because I did my research and, and I realized that it wasn't serving me. And, and uh, for the most part, it was actually hurting me. And, you know, part of self-love is n not doing self-harm. So I believe um, in not harming myself. So call me crazy. Uh, false flag information, false information. <laughs> Let's see. That's a test. Oxygen deprivation could occur, meaning... Clip. All right, spoiler. He tries to for everything. Parts per million, so the and monitor couldn't register it. And everything goes up when um, everything goes pretty much, um, I think, except for like the really crappy homemade masks um, where it's like a like crocheted together. Um, that 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 one, I think, only went to 8000. Uh, everything else went up, up higher than the meter was able to read. So um, extremely bad. You don't want to be in that for environment for a long term period any longer. But I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm taking the monitor. I'm just sticking. They say that's exactly how he should have done it. Wearing by the way, Everybody's wearing a different kind of mask. Some kids have N95. We tolerate it because we know it's very taxing to the cardiopulmonary system when you cover somebody's mouth and nose and then you force them to do their work. Even if they're not working and they're just sitting, it's going to task their cardiopulmonary system because it changes the way you breathe. You have to forcibly inhale, forcibly exhale, mm -hmm. and so it taxes the cardiopulmonary system. We've given people heart attacks by forcing them to do this, and that's why OSHA created the respirator standard in the first place. So the danger and the biggest issue here is OSHA's running around saying, well, this isn't PPE, this isn't PPE, so it's okay. That is not true. That is not true when you force somebody to wear anything for protection against a known pathogen what or difference does it hazard, make what the title of why you're wearing it PPE. if this thing can cause a, a, a pulmonary issue exactly. whether or not it's PPE or it's just exactly. wearing it for Halloween right at a certain point you say if you're wearing this for hours it's dangerous we've got to see yeah. if you're healthy enough right so I think uh, I skipped over that part so OSHA officially uh, is not doing anything about this um so th this is i mean if you think about it, how many times in history has the mainstream narrative and the mainstream uh you know sources have been wrong practically all the time they're always behind and it's because they're influenced by money i mean look at the this the silver mercury amalgam thing now so now the fda says it's bad after letting it go when there was a ton of evidence to suggest and to, you know, there was concrete evidence to, to tell you it was bad. 
for decades and decades and decades. They let it go, and now all these people have these uh, various illnesses from mercury and uh, those fillings, and um, and they just let it go. And I mean, from I mean, our government has done some very awful things. I mean, I don't even it's 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 history. It's a history that that they they um don't teach but i mean sterilization of people routinely throughout the decades so i mean and and even even when it comes to vaccines there's so many uh, uh sources there's so like in the cdc you can literally read um until recently that and then they actually the search engine buried the um the thing i easily found before but i guess because if so many people see um uh like historically historical moments where vaccines have proven to be tainted and they've proven to cause damage for thousands of people now they made that a little bit harder to see but you can still see it you can still find it um just don't use google and and um and you, you know, find a good source that already has the link so you can see it i mean either way but um all right right so the the thing that i f think i skipped over what did i skip over enough to do that we're making an assumption of every child but when you when i think about it how many elderly you know that mm -hmm. do have mm -hmm. heart right right so yeah osha skipped that's what that was my point so osha skipped over they, they don't care they're not actually looking to, for uh, uh, any safety and they're not looking to any of their previous studies and they do uh, list and mention several studies in this um in this uh in this video uh, that's what they do they actually provide citations when they're speaking so, you know, obviously fake, so. Conditions yeah. and issues. Program in place as law since 1979. So this is not new for people like us. And when you have people who are not credentialed in this law or the science behind the masks, and it's not just about degrees, it's not just about the law. We've been in the field. I've seen nurses faint. I've seen surgeons have to walk out of rooms because it was too much. And those are controlled environments. So all I thought was, we are completely removing decades worth of data for a political agenda. That's the only thing I can tie it to. And I just wish that more professionals came forward because not only is this not going to decrease the spread of infectious disease, this will increase the numbers. And think back to the culture of Asian countries. When they had the SARS outbreak, they started masking up. We have data from that time. And then it became, from information I have found, is it was cultural and they, they were fashion statements. So why was there... COVID-19 outbreaks over there when they had already been in masks. That's a good point. So then here's the obvious question, the elephant in the room. Where is OSHA? I mean, the entire purpose of OSHA, this is right in their wheelhouse. They're, this is, the, this is the, the watchdog for our country to make sure that anyone wearing a mask is safe. And I haven't seen anyone on CNN, mm -hmm. anyone on MSNBC. Where is OSHA saying, hey, if this is, the, this is what we did with, with Ever. This is what you're saying is too high a CO2 level. My, this mask is mm -hmm. off the charts for my kids. So right. someone wanted to explain right. to me from OSHA right. how this is safe. Where are they? Well, we would like to know the same thing. We have been saying the same thing. We have been screaming it loudly. In fact, we've talked about it. We'll probably lose all of our OSHA credentials. I'm being audited right now by OSHA because I'm being very vocal, and I'm speaking out because this is just simply wrong. This agency was created to protect workers in the workplace. Now they are enforcing 
on employers, that employers are to be the mask police and force their employees to do something that we know by the data and the tests that we have is not only unsafe, but it's very unhealthy. It will create long-term health effects. That oxygen deprivation over long periods, not only is it immediately, you have that acute immediate issue with headaches and fatigue and nausea and things like that, but you're creating long-term health effects too. When you deprive the body of oxygen for a long period of time, it reduces immune function, it, it causes cancer to be able to grow. Well, here's a study, so if you want to look up the study, the number that you would look up, hmm, I believe you would just enter in those numbers along at the top, but um, don't see it. So, Yeah, maybe just enter in the numbers at the top, or honestly, I've uh, pulled up these studies just from entering the title. It's a, a government website, PubMed. Uh, so, yeah, or just um, you can even look up the authors here. That look uh, looks like only uh, one article or two per some of these people. So maybe that'll be easier to find. But either way, cite cited, you know, for you to see. To grow and thrive a more acidic environment because you're increasing all there's another study i'll pause for you and me because i let's see do, do, do. good to read so the co2 which is causes hypercapnia and all of that so and here's the other one nuclear factor kappa beta uh, rb one of those, the enemy with N. Yeah, I mean you could just. Where is OSHA? Side. Why are they turning completely now and and saying, oh well, this is we know that this is a hazardous environment, and so they're lumping it under that. You know, we have an infectious disease. This is a hazardous environment. So in order to protect everybody, we have to do this. But they're creating a cure that's worse than the disease right. itself. And they know. Those within OSHA at the higher upper levels, they know. Kristen and I actually posted a conversation <laughs> between an Amazon employee and an OSHA employee. And it was all video recorded. It was all taped. And mm -hmm. we posted that on our pages. Thank you for calling the U.S. Department of Labor National Contact Center. Amazon has enough people that want that job for whatever reason that each individual employee is disposable. Right. They're not they're not saying they're not they're not really working with you and saying, Oh, what if we did this or what if we did that? They're just you just since you're just a number that we can find somebody to replace this person in any second. So we just give them this choice. You either you either wear the mask or you come up with a doctor's note. Uh, oh and by the way, we can't we don't the order from the governor, it doesn't have to be the certain material that the the kind of mask that we see everybody walking around with. It can there's other alternatives that might be able to be a little less burdensome on you, but Amazon personnel is saying we're going to make you do this, and they and, and they and they're going to get away with it. You know. I guess I'm just pretty much out of a job I so. if I can't breathe through the mask. I think so. OSHA huh. is now they're being weaponized is what's going on. They're being weaponized by governors. They're being weaponized to go along with this because it is an agenda of fear and control to social condition us. So now tell me about you sort of breaking a story here. You came in yeah. this morning, you said, hey. All right, so I'll leave it there. Um, I didn't see, I guess I didn't see the whole segment because that's, that part's new to me. So that's awesome that they're um, recording people who, I mean, obviously not 
uh, able to put that into um, court, but who cares? I mean, you're hearing an OSHA person uh, also frustrated and knowing that they're, what they're doing is wrong. Um, but anyway, uh, so I don't want to leave anything negative. So what can you do? Speak up. Honestly, speak up. I don't know. I mean, is it really worth it for you to stay silent? Because as this keeps getting getting pushed more and more and more, and it has been, it's been eight months. Remember, it started out as as two weeks or 12 days, however however it was, to flatten the curve. And then what, you're just supposed to stay permanently in, you know, or in some states. Um, yeah, I mean, things aren't really quite open over here either. You're not supposed to gather. You're not supposed to go to church, but then you can go to airplanes. You can go to, to Walmarts and then um, you, you, um, you, you know, the, the crazy. I went to a, um, a university over in Greensboro and a lot of those kids were outside wearing masks. And that's not like, it makes no sense to do that when you're, I mean, when you're outside, I mean, it doesn't make sense to do that anywhere, but uh, except when you're in surgery and when you're, I mean, again, right mask for the right application, right application, um, you know, this has to be specific to the mask. And, and I mean, otherwise, why are you buying specific filters for your car or your house for your AC unit? I mean, you need you need the right size. And you need to. I mean, if you want better filtration, and you you would buy a better filter. I mean, that's how it works. There are specifications. If there's no specifications, if if your AC unit or your car just said, just put a filter, whatever filter, would you just put whatever? You'd say no. I would want to put the right filter for the use. I mean, it's it's very simple, common sense approach, and that's how I try to speak on a lot of these topics is just try to keep it foundational so you can't so you don't even have to you don't even have to look up a study just use your common sense i mean i i had i mean it boggles the mind so anyway speak up uh you know in a nice polite way uh, and just present your your you know your opinion your you're welcome and you and you need to express your opinion because if we if we just stay silent because the crazy minority right now um, no offense to people who, <laughs> like, I have family members, right? Uh, I don't, okay, use the wrong word. They're not crazy. They're just, they're, they bought in, and they have, they're having a bit of a moment um, where they're just clinging on to what they perceive, perceive as reality, and um, and they don't want to discuss things. And that's how you know that you're, you're just, you, you're being irrational, is because you don't even want to discuss a topic, and you get, um, overly angry or um, upset when when people bring that up it happens all the time online and and it happens in person and on the phone um, it, it's it's not it's a belief when you when people um, when people have an emotional reaction for for um, anyone bringing up a topic that they're they're honestly Maybe they're even questioning, um, but it's it's a it's a general belief. So if, if people are trying to, you know, like call your belief stupid or something, or, or disprove your belief, I mean that that could be upsetting for you. And that's that's what's happening. It's not science that people are following. It's uh, scientism. It's a type of religion. So anyway, I'll leave that there. Speak up, people, um, because there's honestly, I honestly think. Come to the election, I hope so, um, come the election that we're going to see the voters vote away these people who are 
um, trying to overreach and who are trying to just have us locked down. I mean, uh, Kamala Harris said this in the in the vice presidential debate. Uh, she hinted about being having a COVID positive test as being a pre-existing condition for life. So keep that in mind. Like these people are pushing narratives. They know what they know what the next step is. It's always the next step. Remember, it was everyone needs to wear a mask. If they don't, if people wear a mask just for two months, then we can go back to normal. And then that conversation went away. That point went away. So that once people wore masks, then when people wore masks, it's we're gonna wear a mask forever. Even if the vaccine comes, you're gonna wear a mask forever. So it's it's just one step at a time. Remember that that saying: the road to hell is paved with uh, good intentions. No, that's not the wrong. <laughs> that's not the right one. Um, the what's the saying? It was uh, give them a, give them a, there. Oh, this one applies, but it's not the saying I was looking for. It was give them an inch, and they think they're a ruler. Um, so that's and we gave them an inch and then now they think they they rule everybody like they they think they're in charge but they're not they're just trying to they're spending all their time convincing us that they're in charge so remember you're in charge remember all you have to do is unplug from this system and they have one less person feeding into it and then you help someone else and so on and so on and then we just take back our country and they take back our lives that's it that's all it takes it's just the small actions leading to the bigger actions, just like how they're doing to you. The small action of you wearing a mask and you um, agreeing and complying leads to the bigger action and a bigger one and a bigger one and a bigger one. Um, so anyway, so I hope this episode was fun um, and not just alarming. And, um, and yeah, so have a great day, everybody. See you on the next episode.